Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 6 to 13. Matthew 26 verse 6 to 13. I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, they came to him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat down. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye this woman? For she had wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she had poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, whosoever, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached, in the whole world they shall also this that this woman had done be told for the memorial of her. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Once again, I want to thank everyone that is present in the house of the Lord this morning and all those that are watching online. I believe that if the Lord has connected you to watch this morning or the Lord has given you grace to be here this morning, God brought you here for a purpose. And I believe you can go back the same way you came. I thought somebody would say amen. amen. Do, we, do we have to start selling amen in this church so we can buy some from the door before we come into the church? Or we have to practice. And I said that we need to know when to say amen and when to say hallelujah. We don't say amen for bad things or hallelujah for bad things. Because amen means let it be so. So if I say, as I was coming to church this morning, something happened, amen. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what am I saying amen to? If I say, this house shall prosper. Amen. That's when you say amen. <laughs> don't say amen to bad things. I want to talk to you this morning on what I captioned, how to show appreciation. How to show appreciation. Appreciation is one of those things where many people don't know how to show appreciation. Like I've often said before, a lot of us Africans know how to show appreciation, what I call empty appreciation. Somebody come to you, or maybe you have gone to somebody who has done something good to you to show appreciation. And what do we do? We thank them. Mm, thank you so much. I don't know how to thank you. Mm. You thank the person until the person becomes embarrassed. Has anybody, be, has anybody ever appreciated you by thanksgiving until you become embarrassed? They keep thanking you. They send you messages on WhatsApp. You say, I, you give a thumbs up. You go to Facebook, thumbs up. They thank you to the point like, is it just thanksgiving or is something else behind this thanksgiving? But I realized that appreciation has to go much more than just saying thank you. And as a matter of fact, there are five persons you have to appreciate or you must appreciate. Number one, the person who created you. And if you created yourself, then you owe nobody appreciation. But if you believe that somebody created you and brought you to this earth, you have to give glory to the person who created you. And for us, it's the Almighty. For some people, it's a big bang theory. There was an explosion and we appeared. But for those of us who recognize the God who created us, we know we deserve to give him all the appreciation. And then the second, the people who gave birth to you. 
the people who give birth to you. I don't care if somebody gave birth to you and abandoned you. Just the fact that they carried you for nine months and took care of you, they deserve appreciation. Because we have a bunch of people today who are flushing out children like saliva from their mouth. You know, sometimes when we have saliva, that is how people are killing babies now. So for someone to carry you and go through that inconvenience for nine months, they deserve appreciation. Number three, the person that is helping you grow spiritually, could be your pastor, it could be any spiritual leader, anybody that is helping you grow spiritually deserves your appreciation. Number four, the person who accepts to spend his or her life with you, maybe your spouse, deserves your appreciation. And sometimes we take this for granted. We don't really appreciate the people that God has given to us for us to spend our lives with. It is very easy for us to appreciate other people, appreciate friends, appreciate every other person except our spouse. And sometimes it's only when they are not there that you realize that God had actually blessed you with somebody. And then number five, the person who is always there for you, who goes above and beyond in your time of need. Those good and faithful friends, appreciate them. Don't take your friends for granted. If someone is always there for you, learn how to appreciate them. Let's go into this text now and see what this appreciation is all about. In verse, 20, in verse chapter 26 that we read, 6 and 7, the Bible says Jesus was in the house of Simon the leper, and there came a certain woman. No name is mentioned. The woman had an alabaster box of very precious ointment. As we know, it was very expensive, and she poured it at the feet or the head of Jesus. I believe that the act of this woman should have been recorded with her name because somebody cannot just come to this church and give us one million dollars. And then we say a certain brother. You know, it doesn't sound right. We have to call his name and say, This brother bless us for recognition, for acknowledgement. However, the reason why her name was left out was because the story was not about her. It was about Jesus. Is anybody hearing me? The story was not about the woman. It was about Jesus. So some of you, like I said, may be offended if you were this woman and you made a generous donation to a church or a man of God and then they didn't recognize you or mention your name during the ceremony. But in John chapter 11, verse 2, it actually tells us who this woman was. In John 11, he said, It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So now we understand from John 11, too, that this certain woman was the sister of the Lazarus who was sick, eventually died, and Jesus brought him back from the dead. So now I understand the reason why this woman came with this expensive box and poured at the feet of Jesus. Because if you read your Bible, in John chapter 11, Jesus Christ brought Lazarus back from the dead. In John chapter 12, Mary came with this expensive oil and poured it on the head of Jesus Christ. So this tells me that it was in recognition of what Jesus did by bringing their only brother back to life. Because I was asking myself, if I'm sitting in church one Sunday, 
and a woman just come to enter the church. Maybe in her own context, maybe it's not perfume because we'll probably think you are crazy. But she brings a bag of money and just puts it on my feet. The first question I'll ask is, what is this for? Where did you get this kind of money? How do I deserve this money? Now, I understand that the reason why she went through this length of sacrifice for Jesus Christ was in recognition for what Jesus had done previously by bringing their brother back to life. So this story is about appreciation. She came to appreciate Jesus for what Jesus had done for her and their family. The Bible says when the disciples saw it, they started murmuring. This is too much waste. This money, this oil could have been sold and the money used to help the poor. Do you know from my experience as a pastor, in all the churches I've pastored, the people who always complain about money in church are those who don't give. I'm not telling you this by something I read. I mean, I'm by experience as a pastor. Those who always have a, a, an opinion about how church money should be used are those who don't give. I'm telling you this as, as, as a pastor by experience. Those who always say that, no, we should not give to the church. We should use our money to help the poor. Don't help the poor. All these things are excuse for their craftiness and greediness. So they find a reason to say, well, all this money we are spending, we can help the poor. How many poor have you helped personally? But when it comes to giving something to the church, giving something to a man of God, that is when your poverty ministry comes to play. <laughs> Bible says when Jesus understood it, he said, why are you troubling this woman? She has done a good work for me. Now this tells me that your motive for giving or your excuse for not giving can be accepted by people. But Jesus knows the motive. Whether you give or you make an excuse not to give, the Lord knows exactly the motive behind everything you do. So you can deceive the church. You can deceive your friends. You can deceive people by saying, I don't have. But the Lord knows exactly the motive why you are giving or why you are not giving. The people criticized this woman because they didn't understand what was going on spiritually. Don't criticize what you don't understand. There are people who do certain things that if you dig deep, you will understand. For example, when I heard that a man bought a pastor a private jet, I'm asking myself, what is it that a pastor will do for you that will make you buy him a private jet? But then when you dig into the story, this man is wealthy. He has all that life can offer, but he has no child. And one day this man of God walks to him and said, need and let me pray for you. And after he prayed, he said, by this time next year, your wife will carry triplets. Wow. And the prophecy came to pass. If you were that man, what is private jet you will not buy? But you watching from this time on the Facebook say, look at these people, they are wasting money on people, they could be helping poor people in Haiti, in Africa, because you don't understand what is going on behind the scenes. Don't criticize what you don't understand. After, is it your money? <laughs> it's not your money. Jesus said, for the poor, you have always, but me, you do not have. 
It is said that if all the billionaires in the world give 10% of their wealth to the poor, poverty will be eradicated. But I understand from Jesus' words that we will always have the poor because poverty is not about money, it's about mentality. There are people who have won the, the, the American lottery, billions of dollars, and in few years they became broke. Because poverty is not about amassing money. It's not about money. It's about your mentality. If you have not cultivated a prosperous mentality, even if they give you one billion dollars, you will still be broke. That's what Jesus Christ said. The poor, he will always have. <laughs> no matter how you preach, there are people in church that will always be poor. Because they hear it, but their mind does not change. They are being blessed with poverty. And they have accepted that poverty from the devil. But when your mind begins to change, it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And let me say this to you. And understand this. You don't give to the poor to prosper. Look all the scriptures in the Bible that has to do with the poor. It says, when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. When you give to the poor, you will be remembered. Every scripture about prosperity doesn't relate to the poor. In other words, when you give to the poor, you sustain yourself not to go to poverty. But it doesn't lift you up. You give up to go up. Can I say that again? Mm -hmm. You give up to go up. Because sometimes, when we have something little, we tend to look at those down and think these are the only persons we can give to. And so we tend to help the poor and help the needy. All you are doing is sustaining yourself not to go down. But if you have to go up, you have to give to those who are up. So you are not giving to those who are up because you want to bless them. You want to go to where they are. You sow a seed to where you are going to. Can I say that again? You give upward to go upward. Because sometimes we have the tendency as people that if you are walking somewhere and your friend is making, let's say, $300,000 and you are making $60,000, you don't think that you can bless your friend. When you guys go out, you, he pays all the bills. That is why you always pay and you always be down because you are not giving up. But by the time you start giving up, you take yourself up to where your friend is. You don't give down to prosper. You give up to prosper. And in verse 12, he said, This woman has poured this ointment for my barrier. I don't know if this woman understood what she was doing. But her actions were prophetic. When Jesus died according to the culture, they have to embalm the body before they put in the grave. But due to the nature of his death and the controversy surrounding his death, nobody could embalm Jesus. But prophetically, this woman had already anointed Jesus for, for his burial. So what he was doing was not just appreciation, but it was something prophetic pointing to the burial of Jesus Christ. So, like I said, before you criticize what you don't understand, dig deep. Because it could be deeper than what you understand. And in verse 13, it says, Verily I say unto you, Whatever the gospel shall be preached, this woman shall also be remembered. There is no gospel without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, in a nutshell, this woman inserted herself into the gospel story. So wherever the burial of Jesus is mentioned, her story is told. I want you to do 
appreciation in a way that people can remember what you've done, even for generations. From the action of this woman, there are three characteristics that I see that every appreciation has to have. Three characteristics. Number one, the Bible says in verse 7 of chapter 26, a certain woman came with an alabaster also very precious or expensive ornament. So that tells me that your appreciation must be something valuable. Valuable. Hallelujah. In John 12, John 12, 5, it says in, in the New Living Translation, it says, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. That's what the NLT says. Meaning, she took one year's salary and bought a perfume to appreciate Jesus. Now, this seems too much, like I said. But let me ask you a question. If I could say, pay me now, and I'll bring back your father in case your father is dead, your mother in case your mother is dead, or anyone you love, pay me to bring them back from the dead. How much do you think that will be worth? A lot of money. So, she was showing his appreciation with value based on what Jesus had done for her and their family. Her value of her appreciation was revealing of what Jesus did for her and her family. This means anytime you want to show appreciation, like I said, to your parents, to God, to a man of God, to a friend, or anyone who has done something good to you, make sure your appreciation is valuable. Hallelujah. Make sure your appreciation is valuable. Appreciation should not be done just to perform a ritual. It should be something done from the heart and well calculated. Like I was saying before, I've seen a situation where a family has been married for 10 years, no child. And they come to the, to, to the church and after a period of fasting, there was a three days fasting in church. And the pastor actually gave a prophecy and that prophecy came to pass. God blessed that family with a child. And these are not people that are struggling. These are well-to-do people. But on the day of the dedication, they brought the child and they gave $50 in an offering. Is that appreciation? I'm asking you, church, is that appreciation? When something has been done for you and you want to show appreciation, show that appreciation in a way that shows that you value what God has done for you. Or a friend that was getting married. Two friends were together. When this one was getting married, this one was well-to-do. So she said, my friend, don't worry. I'll pay for your bachelorette party. I'll pay for your wedding gown, your jewelry, your everything. She was there for her friend. She coordinated the event, make sure everything was smooth. When this other friend was getting married, this one bought a, a, a Hallmark card from Walmart and wrote words on it, sent to the friend and absent the wedding. Is that a precision? In the card, he said, oh, my friend, you don't know who you are to me. I don't know what I would have done without you. But you are not present in the wedding. And you think that card is going to be read and express appreciation. Empty appreciation, like I said, empty appreciation. If all the appreciation we receive on our birthdays were converted into things of value, many would be rich. Sometimes you see what people write about you. 
Or they send you as a tech, oh, you, you don't know who you are to me. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And all these things, there is nothing valuable attached to that appreciation. Just empty appreciation. Your appreciation must be valuable. I was listening to this man of God in Nigeria. Many of you may know him, Pastor Jerry Eze, who hosts this prayer platform called NSPPD. Wonders are happening. And he says that people who have been healed of cancer, of terrible diseases, those who were declared dead, they will fly to Nigeria to his church, give a testimony, and go back without even saying, Pastor, these $50 buy bread. <laughs> and he said, say, when you guys are coming, they don't sell bread in your country. <laughs> so all you came to do is just come and say, pray. That's appreciation. And he said, Pastor, Papa, I want to thank you. Papa, I don't know what I've done without you. Papa, may the anointing of your head never drunk. That is appreciation. <laughs> appreciation has to be valuable. When you appreciate your parents, let them sit back in your house and say, God bless us with a son. When you appreciate your parents, let them sit and say, God has blessed me with a daughter. When you appreciate a friend, let that friend fast and pray for you. Because you've done something valuable. Can I, can, am I preaching to somebody this morning? We have people who don't know how to show appreciation. Number two, your appreciation, according to verse 2, it says, Jesus said, for she has poured this oil on my body. She did it for my burial. Second thing about appreciation, your appreciation must be need meeting. In other words, it must meet a need. If you want to show appreciation, let it meet a need. Many of us, like Africans, when somebody has helped us to get a job or help us to go to school or help us during our wedding, what we do is that we buy a, an expensive bottle of whiskey. I'm going to say, Papa, I came to thank you. What, what does that whiskey do for him or that family? Sometimes they don't drink it or they keep it and nobody even remembers. People have given me whiskey as a I don't drink whiskey. I kept it. I don't even know whether somebody they was thrown away because it's not it's of no value to me. If you're going to appreciate somebody in a way they will remember, find a need and meet that need. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Her appreciation was remarkable because she met a need in the life of Jesus. She anointed Jesus for his burial which the disciples could not do because of the nature of his death. David showed appreciation to his late friend Jonathan by bringing his son Mephibosheth, who was disabled, to his house and providing for him. That is appreciation. So if your uncle sponsored you, and now you are in a better place, and your uncle has children who are struggling with school, don't buy whiskey to go say, Uncle, thank you. Sponsor those children. That is how you show appreciation. Do something that meets a need in his life or in his family. Giving people beer and expensive whiskey doesn't meet a need. Can I say that again? I say giving people beer. Because some people say, hey, my friend, drink. What you did for me, drink. Take one, take one more beer. Take one more beer, drink. <laughs> take one more beer. Give three beer. You only drink it. Take one expensive one and they think they're appreciating you. And when you drink now, you're drunk. You're going home. That's, that's someone who appreciated you. Now, if you are pulled over 
and you are given a ticket for driving under the influence, would that be a result of appreciation? A guy once bought his father, a paralyzed father, a Gucci shoe. <laughs> you buy, your, when your father is paralyzed, you buy him Gucci for what? The man cannot walk. What is the shoe for? It doesn't meet a need. Maybe you can find a comfortable wheelchair that he can drive around the house. That is meeting the need. Don't go buy shoes that you always say, oh my son, thank you. And when you go, he doesn't even remember. Next time you want to show appreciation, make sure you are meeting a need. Hallelujah. Make sure you are meeting a need. Let me give a practical testimony. Some weeks ago, one of my spiritual daughters called me and said she was sending me money because she wants to appreciate me for everything I've done in her life, blah, blah, blah. And she said all this thing, long story. And then I was in the process of making this off, one of these outfits that I'm wearing because I said I've been wearing suit for too much. I want to graduate from suit because suit is so complicated. You have to think about the shirt that goes to the tie. You have to make sure. So I'm like, I want something I just put on and I go. And when she gave me that money, that money actually paid for 18 of these. So I can, you can imagine how much money was that. That is appreciation. She didn't say, Pastor, hmm, 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 man of God, hmm, the way you have blessed me, hmm, man of God. <laughs> she showed appreciation with value and she met a need. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not by any chance she's going to buy me dresses. So don't think I'm preaching this so you can give me something. I'm just giving a, a practical testimony. Because sometimes we have friends, colleagues, parents who have blessed us, but we show them appreciation in ways that do nothing to them. We have to find out how we can meet a need in their life in such a way that they can look back and say, wow, somebody appreciated me. Hallelujah. Somebody appreciated me. Now I want to pray that as you appreciate people and meet their needs, God will send people to appreciate you and meet your need. Amen. The way you say it means that you're anti-appreciation. <laughs> it looks like you don't, you don't like this appreciation message. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to meet a need. Find something that they need. Your friend is getting married. What does she need? Your sister who has been there for you is, is, is going through a situation. What does she need? You want to show your husband appreciation. What does he need? You know, because something like I said, you stay the whole year. You don't treat your husband right or your wife right. Then you wait on Valentine's Day, you go write a poem on Facebook. <laughs> oh, you are the sugar in my tea, the cheese in my sandwich, you know, the, the, the cucumber in my, my tacos. You write all this nonsense. <laughs> and the man only click like because it doesn't meet the need. But when you do something that touches his heart, he goes to work the next day and he's talking all over about talking about it. Mm. Or you do something to her that touches her heart. Her friends will be talking about it. Look for something that meets a need to show appreciation. And number three. Your appreciation must be memorable. Jesus Christ said. Wherever the gospel shall be preached, what this woman has done will be remembered. Must be memorable. Her appreciation was valuable, neat meeting, and memorable. If someone has done something for you that you remember, 
do something for them that they will remember. Hallelujah. Do something for them that will remember. Like I've said this all the time. And as a pastor, I see things in, in church. Like during weddings. You know, people will bring gifts to the couple. And sometimes I realize that those who make the highest noise and dance the most during weddings are those who don't give anything. They carry a big box that they pass through three breakable plates, maybe for in Cameroon, like for 1,000 francs, and they are dancing all over the place. Sometimes they even dance, go to the front. They will, they will hold traffic. They dance and go back. <laughs> they, hold, they hold traffic. And then by the time the couple finally opens the like so all this dancing in the church was for three breakable plates. And then some have the nerve to call you, did you see my gift? <laughs> they call you after they want to say, to check if you got the gift. Like, if I want a breakable place, they sell it down the street. Find something that people can remember you for. Something memorable. Is anybody hearing me this morning? Something memorable. Jesus did something for her that they couldn't forget. So she said, I'm going to do something for him that he will not forget. That is why he took, she took something valuable. Something that met the need of Jesus Christ and something memorable. If anybody gives you one year's salary, I don't think you can forget. May I say this to you? You have appreciated people in the past. And if I ask you now that what was the appreciation, you can't remember. Because it wasn't memorable. You just thought about, hmm, tomorrow is that birthday, what do I do? You, you pass through uh, Macy's backstage. Right, you look for something very cheap. Oh, this one will fit them. Oh, no, no. You, you pick it real quick. You look for a shoe paper, put it in a box, and you held it. You don't even remember whether it was a watch or it was what? Because it wasn't neat meeting. It wasn't valuable. It wasn't memorable. When you want to give someone something memorable, you take time. You plan it. You calculate it. And when you drop that thing, they always remember that this person met their needs. Hallelujah. There are people I cannot forget even in the next life because of how they have affected my life. And there are people I hope you cannot forget too because of how they've affected your life. So if someone has shown you appreciation in a way that you can re you remember, also show them appreciation in a way that they remember. If God has done something memorable for you, do something memorable for God. If your parents have done something memorable for you, do something memorable for your parents. I was watching this Nigerian uh, UFC fighter. He's called Osman. His father actually went to jail when he was young. His mother became like a single mother. They went through very difficult times. And now that he's doing well in UFC, he decided one day to surprise the mother. Bought the mother a brand new single family home paid for. And said, Mama, I want to thank you for all the sacrifices that you made. For all the difficult times that you went through to raise us up. That is appreciation. Don't wait until when your mother dies. You go buy coffee for $1,500. And then you buy drinks. You print t-shirts. You do all these things. You are doing it for yourself and your ego. It has nothing to do with your mother. Show appreciation to your parents in a way they remember. Show appreciation to God in a way they remember. 
Show appreciation to your spiritual leaders, your pastors, or whoever, in a way they remember. Show appreciation to your friends, in a way they remember. There are friends we cannot forget. I remember when I was in high school, about to write the baccalaureate, no, probatoire. My mom, my mom had just died. I was going through a very difficult time. I did not have money to register that exam. And I remember friends in class contributed money. And one of my friends gave the highest. He gave 5000 And you know, for someone to give you 5000 in high school, it's like someone in the United States gave you $10,000. I cannot forget. Memorable. She, he gave something that I cannot forget. And if I want to show him my precision today, I will show him my precision that I will shock his family. Because I know what he did for me. But some of us, all we do is talk. Mm, that my friend here. Mm, that my friend. It's God sent. Mm, it's God sent. That boy. That, that woman. Mm. That is your appreciation. <laughs> that my friend. Mm, don't, don't talk about it. It's time to let them know that you are grateful. Next time you show up to their birthday, let them know you're grateful. Next time you attend their wedding, let them know you're grateful. Next time it's Father's Day, it's Mother's Day, let them know you're grateful. Don't just, because some of us have routine. If we don't buy flowers, we write a card. Period. Nothing more, nothing less. Go above and beyond, like I said. It has to be valuable. It has to be need meeting. And it has to be memorable. Is someone hearing me this morning? It has to be memorable. And you know, appreciation expresses gratitude. And your gratitude determines your altitude. How far you are going to go depends on how grateful you are and how you show that gratitude. Don't be one of those who do cheap talk and show no actions. Show your appreciation in a way that people remember, your friends remember. Don't be that friend that they know when it comes to you, you, you it's only talk. You know how to write, you put WhatsApp status, you go on Facebook, you do Facebook story, you do Facebook reel, you put on Instagram. But when you come to the wedding, they say, okay, uh, food is short, you are praying behind the house. You're not available. You are not available when it comes to things that are valuable, things that are memorable. You, are, you do things that are cheap. Sometimes your appreciation can be valuable, but it's not neat meeting. Right? For example, you, like I said, you buy somebody a whiskey for 30000 and take to a village and give to your grandfather in the village. What does that do for him? The highest he can do is that he may put that whiskey, someone never drank it, drink it, just to tell his friends that, you see that whiskey? It's from America. That's it. But what does that do for him? You have to go above and beyond to make sure you touch people's hearts when you appreciate them. Hallelujah. Touch people's hearts when you appreciate them. And appreciation is not demanded. That is why I believe, I never used to believe in Pastor's Appreciation Day. Because it doesn't have to take a day for you to appreciate your pastor. Because when it's organized, it's almost as if the pastor is demanding you to appreciate him. But appreciation has to be something that comes from your heart. Something you do spontaneously and willingly. Not organized by the church. Your friends don't have to organize it and say, Friends Appreciation Day for you to appreciate them. You don't have to wait for Valentine's Day to appreciate your husband or your wife. You can just sit on a Saturday that is nothing. As you're going through the store, you see something valuable. You buy it and say, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day or anniversary 
or end of quarreling or something like that. It can be any day. <laughs> because some of us know how to appreciate after a conflict. When you guys have argued, then you resolve it, then you go buy a big flower. Say, thank you for how we resolve this conflict. It means without conflict, no appreciation. <laughs> so as I bring this message to a close, God is calling us to be grateful and to show appreciation. Like I said, to God who created us, to our parents, to our spiritual leaders, to our friends, and all those God has placed in our lives who go above and beyond on a daily basis or consistently to show us kindness. I pray that as you leave this house today, God will grant you grace to show appreciation. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet? I said hallelujah. Hallelujah.